okay, life, what do you want? So it's first listening and then opening. First listening, what actually feels true here? What actually feels right? And then opening. So instead of me going out and saying, okay, it's time to find a business development person. I'm just, I am open. I'm like, oh, it seems like it's time for us to have someone for business development. Okay. And then amazingly, because I stay so open, then all of a sudden this person pops in my mind. Hi, and welcome. I'm here at the Freedom Culture Mastermind in Costa Rica, in Punta Mona. And right now with me is Kelly Larson. And Kelly, I want to drop in deep into surrendered leadership and the wisdom that you can bring to groups and tribes and communities like ours. Mm. Delighted. Delighted to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. So. Tell me, you're new to Costa Rica, and you just told me before we started recording how Costa Rica is blowing you away. Like, how did it feel to come to a place that you've heard so much about? I'd, I've traveled a lot, and I knew a lot of people go to Costa Rica, and they buy land, and I thought, oh, this is this will be lovely. I'm going to go here and do some work. And we were on the bus driving through this national forest, and my heart just exploded. I had, um, like, I just, I, I, I was crying Wow. I've never had such a response to land. So to me, um, there is something profound here. There is something healing here, at least for me, but it seems to be for a lot of people. There's something yeah, there's something about resonant. Costa Rica profound that uh, yeah. same second time for me here. So everybody who's watching this, check out Costa Rica if you it's, haven't been here. It's an wow. incredible culture and yeah. host of this, of, of this mastermind that we're at. So oh, yeah. I want to hear more about, about you though, Kelly, um, than Costa Rica. So tell me, tell me about, about aerospace engineering and like that whole vision and company that you bring together. So I am uh, not an engineer. My partners are all engineers. Um, I am the CEO of an aerospace startup called Aquarian Devices. And we are establishing high-speed deep space communication. So high-speed communication with the moon, Lagrange, Mars, Lagrange, Earth, Sun, Lagrange 1. Um, which essentially means that we're establishing high-speed communication, which allows all the things to happen that we want to happen. If we talk about the next frontier being space, then this is basically bringing us... Um, closer to the next frontier. If you know anything about military or business, just setting the communications opens the door. So I feel really honored and excited to be a part of this project, and it's also pretty so, daunting. So tell us, like in 2019, mm -hmm. how does space communication look? Like, what are the frontiers to be explored? Because to me, it, it sounds like something that you'd need to in develop mm -hmm. entire new technologies. Yeah, well, I mean, that can happen, and people are working on quantum commu communication and, and things like this. And what we've done is, what we like to do is really see things from a new perspective. So in Aquarian Devices, we actually pull back and take a look at like, wait, what, what do we already know? What do we already know how to do and how can we use that? So we're using current technology. Um, we've got new forms of architecture and new ways of viewing, using current technology that takes it from, that, that takes it next level. And the market is, you know. Probably growing infinite, yeah. Massively, growing massively, massively. Now that private comes to the space race, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and essentially, it's more like the new frontier is humans wanting to go into space, right? And commercial projects going into space, tourism. I'm just exploring, and and basically the communication opens the door for that. Really cool. Yeah. And 
we just introduced with this word of surrendered leadership, and I know you told me that surrendered leadership is kind of how you unfolded your own path, surrendering more and more and more and leading mm. from this place that ultimately got you into the position of, of running a space company. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I've been doing this my whole life with parts of my life. But as I said to you a little while ago, it's new for me to bring it specifically to business. So there's a way that many, many years ago, I just gave my life to, to God, to nature. I just trusted. I was like, I'm here to do something. I'm going to follow the breadcrumbs. So I, I didn't go out to run follow an, the <laughs> I didn't go out to follow to run an aerospace company or do this radical leadership development work that I'm doing. I just went out to, to listen to what was supposed to happen. And then about a year ago, I started from all these different directions, a couple years ago, seeing things about flow and lead, leading from flow and then surrendered leadership. And what is surrendered leadership? And um, I went through this course called Avalon where they really taught us about what surrendered leadership is. And then I joined the light leadership team where we practice living from surrendered leadership. And from that, I was like, okay, well, this is great. We can do this in these, in these places, but what about in this aerospace company? <laughs> Um, as a CEO of a startup where we're doing something really audacious. And it was maybe the biggest risk I've ever taken. And it was just so clear and congruent. Like, this wow. is what I'm supposed to be doing. So essentially surrendered leadership. Um, there's something I call pervasive intelligence, which is what I was studying for my doctoral work and a theory I was developing. And it's uh, an understanding that we can see in all physical sciences across the board that there is an intelligence in ev the way everything living and non-living unfolds. So we see this in permaculture. In permaculture, so we're here in Punta Mona, which is beautiful, right? I'm, I'm taking a little side journey here. We're in Punta Mona, and in Punta Mona, you can see um, in permaculture, what you do is you listen to the land, you listen to the water, you listen to the ecology, the way everything works together. It's like a symphony. And then you look at where you can work with that symphony, that intelligence that already wants to move. And, and then there's the capacity for infinite yield. That's one of the theories of permaculture. And so if you start doing this in your life, it requires deep, deep trust. Like, what if I start listening? What if I listen for the right timing to actually reach out to that person? What if I listen for the right timing to do this thing? Oh, if this thing doesn't feel right, what if I actually start listening to that? So there's a lot of discernment here, right? Because it's like, wait, am I procrastinating or am I listening for the right thing? Am I, um, you know, am I doing this because I actually, you know, want to make more money or am I doing it because it feels like the right thing? Like, so there's this refinement that starts to happen. But if you start really listening and being open to the fact that there is an intelligence behind everything, it's amazing. It's like life becomes this orchestra and this dance. And, and it's like, so in it, I'm going to jump to another metaphor here. If you're in a dance and you're following, it's, it's not a passive role, right? So surrendered leadership isn't like sit and wait, you know, it's actually, it's opening. It's a, a posture of, okay, okay, life, what do you want? So it's first listening and then opening. First listening, what actually feels true here? What actually feels right? And then opening. So instead of me going out and saying, okay, it's time to find a business development person. I'm just, I am open. I'm like, oh, it seems like it's time for us to have someone for business development. Okay. And then amazingly, because I stay so open, then all of a sudden this person pops in my mind. I'm like, oh, what's, oh, what's, what's he up to? He was doing business development 
um, for this partner company of ours, and I don't think he's working there anymore. I wonder what he's up to, and I just reach out. Boom, new member of the team. It's, it's like it's not easy doing surrendered leadership. It's actually been one of the most, that and becoming a CEO <laughs> together have been a huge initiation for me. Um, but the leverage and the amount of the elegance in the way that things move is something that I is unprecedented in my life. I've always led from a place more of driving and managing. I led my own life from surrender, but I led my businesses from driving and managing. And now I'm understanding that real leadership is actually is listening, is actually mm-hmm. following that greater intelligence, is actually understanding my team in a different way. And I'm still learning, and I feel like I'm really starting to crack some codes, and it's changed my life. Like, we can work with this. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's super powerful. It's changed your life. And I know something that we just shared, again, earlier before this episode that I want to bring into this context. Yeah. The power of feeling our feelings when we're feeling them oh, yeah. is one of those codes that you're speaking about, right? <laughs> yeah. So Light Leadership is a company that I work with. I'm part of the core team, and we, and we teach people um, some particular codes in um, surrendered leadership, and I would say that's really coming from... I, you know, this is also something I used to do in transformational coaching, too. It's a, it's, it's a good practice in general. Um, in Light Leadership, what we, what we would say is if you're not feeling the feelings when they're coming up, it creates a contraction. Mm-hmm. And that contraction is like, ooh, that which resists persists, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like the thing like, oh, no, I'm not feeling my anxiety anymore. Oh, I'm not feeling my anger anymore. I pushed it aside. But actually, no, then it's just like firming up somewhere in your system. You know, it's not about pushing it aside. It's actually that the only way out is in. This mm-hmm. is essentially a tantra philosophy. This is what like, I've done. Yeah, um, I've taught time. yoga for many years. And, and it's it, by actually going into the experience... So the idea in Tantra is that you're going in to feel God, that, that you actually liberate all the things in the body to feel God more deeply. Whereas uh, more uh, Ashtanga, for example, in yoga is more like, no, 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 the body's in the way and you, and you come out, you quiet the mind and quiet the body and control these things to feel God. And it's a different approach. I'm a big fan totally. of the only way out is through, the only way out is in. And I agree with you. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the only way through is, is within, right? And then from within, you unfold again. And yeah. The, the cycles. Key, right. There are cycles, right? Tell us about the key. What's the way well, of the key? Well, and the key up? there is that you're not like feeling it and then looping into it with stories, right? Some people yeah. might be like, oh, I'm feeling all this sadness and I'm just going to keep feeling it. I'm going to wallow in it. That's, that's, that's not a freedom code right there. That is a suffering code. That's uh, let me keep looping the story and feeling shittier and shittier. No, no, no. That's not the point. The point is actually to feel it. Like maybe use the story to feel it, to remember why you're feeling it, but then let the story go and just have the sensation. And then you're actually in your body. Then you're actually with your emotions and you're freeing something. Beautiful. Move. Yeah, exactly. And when, when you're in that space of freedom codes, like share with us, drop, drop some more freedom codes because we're at Freedom Culture Mastermind. Yeah, and, so good. and this is why we're here, right? So tell, t- tell people who are listening to, to us right now, what is freedom culture to me? Like what arises in you when you feel into freedom culture? Hmm. I think the biggest thing for me in freedom culture is, is trust, is, is figuring out how to trust. To me, it's trusting myself, trusting hmm. life, um, freeing myself of a lot of unconscious patterns 
around things like scarcity or victim rescuer, perpetrator, you know, this, this psychology triangle, codependence, all these subconscious, these trauma, can, these trauma kind of wounds that have driven me unconsciously for years. It's like freeing those things up so I can trust myself freeing those things up so that I can trust other people because I can understand, I can, I can be more accurate as I'm in, in more in integrity as I'm relating to them. Um, freeing myself enough to trust life. To me, freedom culture is a culture where we can actually trust each other, trust life, trust ourselves. And then from that place, you don't trust deeply without being in integrity. And then like that integrity, working with that intelligence behind everything is creating the world that we see as possible, the more beautiful powerful. world Charles Eisenstein talks about. Yeah, very powerful. And Charles was here last year with us in Punta mm. Mona at Freedom Culture Mastermind. Oh, so good. Narrating exactly wh what she's talking about, this, this idea of stepping into the space of listening. And I think this is, this is a, a theme in Surrender Leadership. It's a theme in like the storytellers on Earth who are ready to speak about Mother Gaia, our planet Earth, our Pachamama that is providing for us a living entity, basically, that is like us, alive, that we're connected to, and that yeah. comes up with those answers. So let, let me continue on kind of this line of, of like the more beautiful world our hearts know are possible. Yeah. You're with leaders in different spaces since a long yes. time, but now you're a CEO. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear from you, like, w what is it that you've learned as a CEO that is the life that's actually possible through your heart? What have I learned to see as a CEO that is actually the life that's possible? This is a good question. I think I've learned it's really this it's it's that the big you know the bigger the risk the bigger the beauty, right? And mm. that that actually trusting this intelligence, actually trusting that there is a force of something that I can open to actually trusting myself to open and listen and lead from that place is is the more powerful way is the most leveraged way is the most responsible way because it's a big right it's a big risk for your partners for your investors for your absolutely customers like to lead from surrender it was it was, it and was a we're told to stretch. like security and safety so taking risks isn't is like something most people even avoid right so right like stepping the safe into thing would be like let me figure out the plan an and then start driving it and managing it and driving it and managing it right and and hiring a really good team and bringing that really good team to um interface and you know like there are a lot of conventional leadership things that work really well and i think the thing is that to learn to be able to listen to that and actually trust it. It's, it's like this, um, I, I was referencing this earlier, I think it's this posture of openness. It's how do I actually allow, it's like making space for magic, which sounds so, you know, flighty or something, but it's actually true. I've learned as a CEO to make the space and trust the space for magic. Trust the space for magic. And it's like, because reality actually can be, it's not as solid as we think. And the more we open into that kind of zone, it's like a flow, it's like a zone of understanding and believe it and open to it, then life responds. And the business is, 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 is held in something that's way bigger than me. And it is, it is scary because at the same time as I'm doing all of this, I feel the magnitude of the decisions I'm making. And because <laughs> I'm dealing with the solar system and I'm many billion dollar industry, it's, <laughs> it's uh, the magnitude of the decisions are 
a lot. Like I feel those. I feel mm-hmm. every decision. You feel I make. the risk. You feel how I big feel it is. I feel the risk. Yeah. And the integrous thing to do for me is actually to lead from this way. And so that's what I think for the more beautiful world. It's actually trusting that a big part of us creating the world we want to create is learning to listen to what wants to emerge and a, ho- a whole lot less of like deciding and driving, right? That there's a lot that can come through inspiration if we listen and we co-create with life instead of thinking that we are the ones that have to figure everything out and then drive it forward. Wow. I, I am fascinated by the way you articulate. It's so mm. clear and so precise mm. because Thank this you. experience is a felt experience first and foremost. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why we might have shied away as a society to even go into that place because describing one's feelings requires openness, requires vulnerability, requires us to, to let go of the idea who we thought we were five mm. seconds ago and step into this unknown space where your interpretation of me yeah. now becomes an echo chamber that is serving me actually when I'm open to it. And, and that, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's vulnerability, I think, for me, is continuously desiring to step into it. And I'm, I feel blessed that there's people like you in the world who are taking on these really big quests of humanity, which is mm. going into space. Yeah. With a version of internal governance that comes from trust and practicing trust as we are here in the jungle, yeah. practicing trust together, I think is a big theme for humanity in the 21st century. Hmm. Kel- yeah. Kelly, I'd love to go into some rapid fire questions just okay. to kind of shake it up All a right, little let's bit. Do yeah, it. totally. So <laughs> what do you prefer, ocean or lakes? I mean, <laughs> if you really knew me, you'd know that I have thousands of favorite things. I love both ocean and lakes. You love them both? Love them both. What about alcohol or cannabis? Mm. This is going to be hard for me. I love all of it. Um, Maybe (laughs) cannabis. Got it. What about jungle or desert? Um, Probably jungle. Well, we are in the jungle. So if you know Beautiful if you know anything about the Enneagram, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I like I like we one share, of my superpowers. We share that trait, yeah. We're both enthusiasts. <laughs> love. I'm like, I love. I love, but the desert's so beautiful. <laughs> the jungle. Like I probably also. Well, you can say neither or both, of course. Oh, okay. Well, uh, both, both. Water both. or kombucha? Mm, water. I love water. Mm. Yeah. Let me ask you, when was the last time that you allowed yourself to get triggered oh. by the people around you and use it? With, with the grace that I can see it, it, you carry. I mean, yesterday. I mean, this is, this is part of being in this, this late leadership team is that we're always, we're always tracking. Like if there's a contract, part of us being in integrity is tracking. Um, oh, I've got a contraction. I'm, I'm like bothered by this thing. So I'm going to go to the edge and I'm going to express it. And depending on who I'm talking to, I, I express it differently. Um, but yeah, I do, I do this regularly and it helps to free me and allow me to actually be in my seat and in my power. Boom. I do this regularly. I, I, I allow <laughs> myself to get triggered because yeah. that's how I grow and I'm not afraid of who I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that everything that I, I, I hear from you when, from my angle of listening comes back mm. to this like, profound truth that most of you, I, I guess, have heard is know thyself yeah. and continue to, to live on this dharma and this quest of know thyself. What yeah. comes up for you when, when you when you when you hear that? Like know thyself is such an ancient piece of wisdom. How come that this hasn't penetrated everyone's consciousness around the world? Oh my gosh, it makes my heart ache. <laughs> this question. 
I think we're in a world, you know, there's this profound documentary series called Century of the Self put on by the BBC, and it talks about how um, when they first figured out that public relations and then eventually marketing came out of that could control the masses. And I think that we are currently in these cultures that have been shaped by, um, by carrots, by all the things you want, like, oh, you're not successful unless, you're not liked unless, you're not good enough unless. So we've been trained to bring all of our attention. We've, we've been like fed needs that are actually bullshit. They're not actually our needs. So I think that, um, and then now we're in such a digital age and we're such, you know, like a, a kind of addicted to these screens, so many of us. I mean, I have that too at times. There is a bunch of screens right here recording us. I'm, yeah. I'm always yeah. <laughs> trying to watch that one. Um, I think it's, we've, a lot of people have forgotten how to know thyself. And I think knowing thyself is the, is the biggest gift. I mean, I think I was saying to you earlier too, that, that life is so precious. You know, I've, I, I, I said to you, I've studied all this stuff, uh, the evolution of consciousness and waking up and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. If you want to have spiritual awakening, that's beautiful. But really life is about being here it's about tasting this like know thyself can you feel your skin and appreciate it can you appreciate it if you have all of your limbs can mm. you appreciate it if you have your health right now if you don't can you appreciate the people that love you like can we like taste life because we don't get these moments back so to me know thyself is is to is to savor these moments is to savor this precious gift that's happening billions of years into the existence of the known universe like Wow. I don't know how anything was created, but I know <laughs> it is epic that we are here. It is gorgeous. And can I, we be in awe and reverence. So to know thyself is also to know everything that thyself is relating to. And, and to me, it's like, can we taste it? Can we be here? Hmm. Being here at an eco village, a mm. permaculture farm with a variety and diversity of fruit trees that are probably unseen anywhere else in the world. Mm. What does it mean to you? What's your qualia right now? What's your experience of sense perception? Like, what does it feel and taste like to be in the jungle of Costa Rica? Oh, my God. I just... Oh. You know, something about me is that I'm really sensitive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm one of those people that hang, that I, I feel everything. And mm -hmm. to some people, that doesn't make sense. But um, it was one of the greatest awakenings of my life was figuring out that I was feeling other people and not just myself. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and once I figured that out, I was a little more free. So that said, I'm coming from the premise of feeling things. So I've always lived in the country whenever possible because I actually my, I feel healthier when I'm not crowded by people. So in the jungle right here and surrounded by these plants, it's like, God. I was walking last night and it's like reality is morphing the the depth of actual aliveness in this place, I don't know if I've ever experienced until here. Mm -hmm. It is like every part, of, it's not like just every part of my being is turning on, like, you know, dance can do that, sex can do that, nature time hiking can do that, but it's like parts of my being that I'm not even used to feeling and knowing exist are turning on. It's like uh, almost, what journeys can do, what psychedelics can do, what deep, deep meditation, um, deep shamanic practices do. Um, it's like those circuits are turned on, but just in different ways. To me, the diversity of life around us is, 
on a subtle level, one of the most profound experiences I've ever had in a place. And Punta Mona, I'm going to Diversity of life experiences is a turned on life. I, lo I love that. Yeah. <sighs> is there anything else you want to share as we're wrapping up this beautiful conversation? Anything else that you feel called to, to call out or maybe a question to the universe? As you're a CEO and you're saying you're not going chasing the next thing you need, you know that it's more like an opening of space. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, speaking of, of this company, Aquarian Devices, um, if there's anyone who feels called to support this high-speed internet, essentially, of the solar system, um, I'm, I'm open to support. Like absolutely, we, you know, let's let's do this together. Let's let's bridge this together. And anybody who wants to come do um, extreme sports of authentic relating <laughs> as another way of discovering <laughs> sports of authentic relating. Um, then there's right. light leadership. So these are these are two invitations. It's like come play with us in the JoJo of light leadership mm -hmm. if you want, and if you're interested in helping with the exploring the next frontier of space, um, I'm open. Please reach out and thank you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for making the time and for being here in the jungle with all of us. Ah, so thank you, Kelly. Pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>